This podcast is brought to you by the Alliance for African Partnership in collaboration with the U.S. Department of State. Hello there. My name is Oliver Nabidio. I'm an alumna of the Professional Fellows Program funded by the U.S. Department of State, Bureau of Education and Culture Affairs, and implemented by Michigan State University in partnership with University of Nairobi, Kenya, Sokoine University of Agriculture, Tanzania, and Chambogo University, Uganda. The Professional Fellows Program is an initiative that aims to provide emerging agribusiness entrepreneurs from the US and Africa to access mentorship, networking, and cultural exchange opportunities with a focus on women's empowerment. I'm excited to welcome you to the very first series of the Bridging Boundaries podcast that aims to bring together professional fellows to speak about their work, share experiences, and discuss questions about of shared importance. Each individual podcast will explore in depth the overlying objectives of the professional fellows program. Through this podcast, we aim to bring you some of the most exciting discussions, experiences, and insights from professional fellows. Hope you enjoy. Today we will have uh, just a conversation about uh, very many things around the professional fellows program. And uh, we shall share probably about uh, our virtual experience and uh, so many things. So I would like to start um, with uh, requesting uh, Remy. Remy, you are currently a lead mentor with Art of a Child Limited. Um, kindly, could you kindly tell us more about um, the things that you do with Art of the Child? Thank you, Oliver. With, uh, I'm Remy Bishanga from Uganda, and uh, I work with Art of a Child, and I do quite a lot for Art of a Child. I'm a lead mentor, and I'm the leader for the moms. Uh, so my main focus in uh, Art of a Child is uh, working with women, empowering them with different skills and uh, making sure that they they are financially independent. Uh, we also work with children whom we empower with literacy skills and uh, the girls, we empower them with advocacy skills and 21st century skills. That includes the entrepreneurship skills and uh, uh, giving teaching, teaching them about their rights so that they can always speak up and uh, fight for their rights as girls. Thank you. Um, yeah, Remy, you work specifically with women and children. Um, and I think your passion is around the same. Why specifically women and children? Uh, we thought of women and children. First of all, we are like out of a child, we are literacy advocates. And uh, we work upon promoting literacy amongst children. And we believe that once we teach our children, we have to teach a mother. So that's at back at home, a mother can help the child through the literacy programs. So we teach women to read books for their children and how to solve problems, not by a stick, by talk, but by talking to them and telling stories, just like we used to do in the old days. So we believe that once you deal with a child, you have to deal with a mother too. Thank you. 
All right, that's uh, quite interesting. We will hear more about um, about it. So, Mike, you are an embryologist. I don't know if I, I've said it right. <laughs> you are an embryologist at GGS Genetics, um, and you have mentored uh, probably about five fellows. That uh, that was, I think, physically, and then um, uh, virtually, you've mentored uh, one fellow. Could you kindly tell us about the work that you do and how your experience was or has been mentoring uh, professional fellows? Uh, hello, everyone. Yes, I have been involved with five different fellows. Um, it's been fun to learn their cultural ideas and hopefully because I've traveled to their countries and seen how they have to manage some of their environmental and you know, cultural restrictions. Uh, I hope I can at least give them a, at least a, a safe environment where we can ask lots of questions. Um, maybe I have a, I hope I have a better understanding of why they ask the questions they do. Um, at least in my industry, we're trying to improve the genetic potentials of livestock, mainly beef cattle and dairy cattle by uh, using embryo transfer as a way to increase the genetic potentials uh, available on the good quality genes. Um, and the nice thing about that is that it can, it can be transported to these other countries to uh, be used in enhancing their areas to increase milk production or beef production uh, to feed the people um, and that was one of the things I noticed, at least when I was in Uganda, that their population is quite young. A larger percentage sure. of them are quite young. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts are that as they develop into adults, they're going to have families and they're going to have to have ways to feed the families and they're going to have to have good incomes to provide for their families. So I'm hoping that maybe some of the small things that we're doing here with the fellowship program will help facilitate that and maybe we can achieve great things as a team. That's about what I've that been is, hoping. That, that is so true. So you've been to um, some of the East African countries promoting um, the same embryology and embryo transfer. How has the experience, how has your experience been? And if you can make a comparison, um, which people are taking this up more than the others and uh, where the, have the improvements been? So far, we've done work in Eldorado, and that's in Kenya. We've done work in Gulu and uh, Mbara and Mbali and Kenya or uh, down in the southwest region um, in Uganda. And then we did a little work in Rwanda um up by the south northwest area of rwanda um currently i'm actually working with a a farmer and we've taken over 20 embryos 10 of the holstein breed and 10 of the jersey breed uh the first trip that we took the 10 on for holstein we didn't have very good success we're hoping that we have better success on the jersey um, the goal is to to get a factory over there in the, that country in Uganda 
so that we can do the services right there in Uganda. Mm -hmm. And that will increase their success rate and reduce their cost mm -hmm. to uh, get the calf, the live calf on the ground. Um, I think that's a more progressive way than just keep buying genetics from different countries, mm -hmm. even though there's a lot of good genetics in, you know, Europe. Yeah. Um, and, but if the factory is in the country, you just cut down on the chances of having failures. Mm. And this has got to be cost effective for it to be sustainable. And if it's not cost effective, it will only last as long as I can support it. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that being a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So, um, Remy, um, you attended the virtual, the virtual professional fellows program for the first time that I think happened um, under the uh, Alliance for African Partnership. How was your experience um, with the virtual program? My experience with the virtual program was quite unique because uh, it was the first program that I had to do online. And uh, it was a great experience because I learned a lot. I learned how to plan and uh, I learned self-study because would always be given assignments which which we go through then we present so it was quite an experience of uh, self-study and uh, learning on how to take a class on, on in any environment because sometimes class would not find you in a safe place but would make sure you make it safe for the class and i also learned how to pay more attention because you're on a virtual you're in a virtual class whereby you're not seeing the person that is okay you're seeing the person but it is not as as it is if the person was in the same room with you so it was kind of great experience and uh, i learned that paying attention is really important it's not that you have to pay attention when the person is right in front of you but even if the person is on, is on the other side just talking you have to listen carefully and also learned more of planning because uh, we were studying while working so i had to balance that too so i had to plan my time better and make sure that by the time the sessions come in i'm in a safe place and um, i'm ready to take it on however i missed uh i missed uh, making authentic relationships with my other fellows and the lead and the tutors that were giving us the classes uh that's authentic friendship like like after class you interact because here after class everyone would just put off the zoom and yeah, that zoom. was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that was also that was my experience with the virtual class thank you yeah probably when you travel to the the US um, sometime in April you will be able to to meet physically the people that uh, you are interacting with virtually and you can make a lot of meaningful connections and um, a lot of uh, you will learn probably much more much more from them yeah thank you yeah. Oliver um, all right so, I so intend you also, to network more all right so you also have uh, an, an interest or you're doing um, poultry farming and you're promoting poultry farming still among the, the, the women. Um, how is that yeah. going for you and uh, 
what are some of the things that you learned from the program that are helping you improve that program? Thank you, Oliver. Actually, before the program, we did not have the poultry farm. It is something that we were, we've, we've always been passionate about. Mm. So immediately after the, uh, the program, we started, we started, I think that was COVID, during the COVID time, we used that time to construct the house. Mm. And uh, after the lockdown was put off, that's when we, we started the poultry farm. And mm. so far it is moving on so well because we are involving the lit kids and the lit moms. Because mm. uh, our goal is to make sure that the children learn how to farm when they are still young. Because in Uganda, we consider farming like for people who are back in the villages and poor. And so we want our children to grow as up. well. <laughs> yeah, it's a, mm. yeah, it's a way, like it's a punishment. Mm. So we want our children to grow up knowing that farming is actually something good. You can mm. do it despite the facts or despite the place where you are. Mm. And we encourage the mothers to or to come. We we encourage the mothers to come on the project so that they can learn more about farming, what is involved, and what are the byproducts of farming of chicken or poultry. Is it only chicken and and and, uh, and eggs, eggs or, or there's some more? Other thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So we started with a uh, uh, hundred croilers, mm. and uh, so far they are on the stage of laying eggs. And the mothers are involved, and the little children are really loving it. So so mm -hmm. far, we've learned a lot. As me, I've learned on, a lot on the on vaccination. I've learned mm -hmm. a lot that uh, just like humans take food every day, so are, so are the birds. I've learned that just as we need multivitamins, they also need multivitamins. So it mm -hmm. is quite a good experience, and I'm grateful that at least I've managed to start it after going through the professional fellow program. Because mm. I, uh, I had to use my strength mm. on the projects because uh, we were assessed and I managed to discover my strength as a leader. And uh, it has really helped me take on the program and manage it constructively and making sure that we do not make lose a lot of birds. Okay. Thank you. All right. So Mike is uh, an animal, has a background in animal science, probably um, a collaboration between you and Mike would be a very good fit because he could be able to advise. I know his interest is in embryology, but uh, I think also poetry, he can be able to give some good advice. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, one thing that I have recently been asked to be part of, mm -hmm. and it's been quite exciting, is there's this form uh, on WhatsApp that uh, one of my people that I met my last trip, he's a veterinarian, has asked me to be part of, and I don't know, there's 20 or 30 farm-related people that are on the forum, and mm. one of the things that was shown was poultry, and there's obviously quite a bit of poultry in Uganda, but you were talking about not just the eggs and the meat production, yeah. but there was a YouTube video of uh, this man using the, the droppings from the poultry to eventually charged his electric car and he drove off with the uh, the poultry basically charging his car wow so I, that's interesting that was, yeah mm. it was quite it was quite a cute little video of how they took mm. the the uh, droppings and they put them into a biodigester mm. and then the gases from the biodigester then ran a generator and the generator then got plugged into the car mm. and then he drove off in his electric car 
from mm-hmm. the um, from the droppings from the chickens. Wow! So that kind of stuff is certainly an area where I can be a resource for mm-hmm. Remy to connect her um, because I have developed some really good con- contacts in the Ugandan community. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I'm looking forward to having them here in the U.S. because for me to understand their difficulties, I need to go to their situations. And that's why that's I have true. traveled. I have traveled to their countries as many mm-hmm. times as I have. Um, and I think for them to understand me, for them to come here and see what is, I want to use the word normal, but what we do in our daily lives mm-hmm. would maybe help them understand who I am and, mm-hmm. um, you know, why I pr- approach my decisions based on what I grew up with. So, uh, but Remy, you are inspiring just from your your comments. I just I'm I'm so encouraged to hear you talk of your courage of becoming a leader. Your uh, your comments on how the uh, Zoom meetings were difficult because you had to spend more time focusing. Um, I know when I'm in country it's a little easier to understand because I can focus on the person's face and watch yeah. them as they talk mm-hmm. because of the, the difference in the dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it mm-hmm. easier than if it's just a recording. So, yeah. So I, I can understand your struggles. I mean, there's no point in, in, in having a course if you're not understanding what the, the course is trying to provide for you in other words if communication is not communication is not happening you're not communicating between each other then you're not succeeding at the task so um plus we would just love to host and spoil you guys for a little bit while you're here in the u.s so. oh that would yeah. really be so nice <laughs> yeah um that is really really interesting so um i understand that uh because of the backgrounds that you have and the interests that uh, Remy has, uh, you can be able to like um, form a collaboration um, between each other. And um, I think that can push uh, the very many projects, you know, forward. And I like the fact that you come to experience, you know, the, the area where people are and uh, where you would like, like to put advice. It is something that is really good to understand and you can be able to relate and then you can introduce and innovate something in that person's context. Yeah, that is really interesting. That is something that is very interesting. Um, so um, around the, the, the program, around the program, probably as we, we, we tend towards a conclusion, are there any recommendations uh, that you would like to give uh, about the program, probably some of the good things that you found out about the program, you know, some of the, the, the things that can be taken ahead, some areas of improvement, um, just any recommendations that you could be having. Mike, can start? One thing I've asked from both of my last two fellows mm. is give me some guidance on things that you think you're interested in um because what i did with my last two fellows is i did a lot of farm tours so i know it's difficult because they have no way of knowing what is what resources we have available here yeah Mm. for instance one of my fellows was quite interested in goats 
Mm-hmm. And lactating goats. So we, I reached out to a friend who has a small herd of goats. And I think we're going to try to promote AIing goats in her country because of that. Um, so if I have an idea or an area of, of interest that my fellow wants me to focus on in advance, then I could set up the time to utilize with professionals who are beyond what I am. I mean, if it had to do with embryo cancer, I would you know, obviously know where to take them, but the chances of that are pretty slim. It's more likely to be another area of agriculture, um, like chickens. You know, if I need to figure out a way to find a, a local breeder mm-hmm. that would be um, beneficial and at the scale of what you're used to, I mean, America does things at a level that sometimes it's hard to understand. Um, you know, with tens of thousands of birds instead of just a few. Yeah, so, that's true. so what good is tens of thousands of birds if you're if you're going to go home and only have twenty? You mm-hmm. need to the program based on what your your conditions will allow. All right. So yeah. That would be my recommendation to the fellowship program is. If we oh. could have more broaden our resources, because the U.S. has got such a vast community of egg-based environments that we can expose our our uh, fellowship program to them, our fellows to them, and they can um, maybe take more home. If nothing else, you know, plant a few seeds and get some ideas going, and then we can follow up. You know, mm-hmm. like for instance. This person who I'm working with, I gave them two contacts to uh, follow up on. And if mm-hmm. that doesn't succeed, then I will make sure that I help her be successful after she's been back home. So, them are my ideas. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Um, Remy, uh, your recommendations? Uh, I won't go far away from what Mike has recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should be paired up because we are given mentors at the beginning of the program. Yeah. And I suggest that we be given mentors who are in line with our interests so that they can maybe help us and advise us to be better. However, the program itself is very educative. I myself, I became a better leader. I learned more leadership skills and uh, how Mm -hmm. to conduct myself as a leader. Mm -hmm. And I also learned more about innovation. The way we understand innovation in Uganda is quite different, but after the professional fellow program, I learned that innovation does not only stop on, on uh, like uh, creating, but just like you, because we are also having a mushroom project, getting the mushrooms, drying them, and uh, like having different ways of putting out a product is also innovation. So I came to learn that, and uh, it has really helped me in the farming business, and uh, the course really helped me be, become more passionate about farming thank you yeah hopefully because um uh that is that is really really interesting and uh, thank you so much for those recommendations and um you know one thing that i i remember so much about the program when when i was in it uh it was the homestay so i hope when you go to <laughs> to the u.s you are able to you know experience uh, the homestay um and um mike you've been to uganda several times 
Remy and I are from Uganda. What are some of the things that you love about Uganda? <laughs> well, first and foremost, the people and their mm -hmm. their big wow. hearts. Mm. They have very big hearts. Um, mm. The other thing that seems to help me out because I have a gluten intolerance mm -hmm. is your food. So there's a variety of food to choose from. Yes, I don't have to worry about any wheat allergies while I'm there because there's not a lot of wheat available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when I'm eating beans and rice and, uh, you know, goat stew, mm -hmm. um, there is no additives. It is what it says it is. And I love your tilapia. Uh, wow. My last trip. I didn't get, <laughs> yeah. My last trip, I didn't get any. Um, we were not in an area where it was available. Yeah. So. Um, Hopefully yeah, next day. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'll I carry it. I'll carry it for you. I'm on okay. Remy. <laughs> but Remy will carry oh. for you that the dried one that you can you know. Ah, prepare. there you go. Yeah. Well, last, last time I brought back uh, twenty uh, fifteen kilos of your coffee, so I'm wow. I did that. I took mm. care of that problem for myself. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is interesting. So Remy, what do you look forward to when you go to the U.S.? What is that exciting um, thing that you look forward to beyond the program? Beyond the program. Mm. You might need to, to experience the culture. Mm -hmm. To experience the culture of the Americans because I've not been in America. Mm. So I want to experience the coldness because I'm told it is cold. We have to put on like onions. So I'm mm. just like eager to see how cold is that place that is more cold than home. Mm. and uh, mm. also eat the food I want to mm. eat something called the tacos I've already seen them with Trevor Noah talking about them so I'd really love to eat that food and mm. that, taste that is that is yeah. so so nice so um, I think we've come to the end of our podcast uh, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and insights about the program and about your experiences it's been great having you in this podcast. Um, till next time, have a good evening and have a, a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Oliver. Thank you, Oliver. Bye. 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 The Alliance for African Partnership is committed to building networks across all sectors, leading in activities that positively transform institutions and livelihoods in Africa, the U.S. and beyond. For more information, visit www.aap.isp.msu.edu. AAP, building bridges, transforming lives and institutions. This podcast was brought to you by the Alliance for African Partnership in collaboration with the U.S. Department of State.